something that, you know, no one told me I could be a scientist. I didn't know what a scientist was. I knew mm -hmm. a teacher, I knew a lawyer, I knew a policeman, I knew a doctor. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I could take hanging out with animals mm -hmm. and make that a story that has many different chapters. What's going on, everybody? You are now listening to Dr. Thomas Rashard Easley. I'm a hip-hop artist, forester, and assistant dean of community and inclusion at the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies. Welcome to the Heartwood Podcast. You know, we keep doing different things on the Heartwood Podcast. And this episode is gonna be a little bit different because we actually recorded this one at the University of Arizona. Recently, I was fortunate to have an opportunity to go there and do a lecture and do some work around diversity, equity, and inclusion with their students. And while I was there, I got the honor and opportunity to record with the one and only Dr. Jennifer Verdelin, who is also known as Dr. Jim. Jen is a scientist, an author, and a wonderful speaker, and also a professor there at the University of Arizona. Jen and I connected because I love her work. She is the author of two outstanding books. One, Think Like a Human, Act Like an Animal, and the other one, Wild Connection with Animal Courtship and Mating Tell Us About Human Relationships. She is an outstanding scholar, but more importantly, she's a great friend. And so I really hope you enjoyed this conversation between she and I as we go deeper into her experience as a scientist and our experience of understanding more around relationships and diversity. Thank you for listening. Mm, okay. <clears throat> All right. So I can just All right. You guys quit your yapping and let's get on with this. Okay, we're rolling. All right, George, thank you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a different kind of episode, but I think it's definitely one of the best. Uh, this is Dr. Thomas Rashard Easley here representing Hartwood at the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies. But this is one of the best episodes because of who I'm sitting right across from. I have the fortune and the blessing, and that's really all, all that it is, uh, to, to meet in person now Dr. Jennifer Verdelin, as I like to call her though, Dr. Jen. Uh, brilliant scientist, wonderful person. Um, beautiful spirit as well as individual so just gonna put that out there and I've learned so much from her but let me just pause because uh, I can do an introduction of her better than she can at least I well maybe I will one day you know because you deserve <laughs> it doc so well thank you for even having me here with you but well, uh, what's thank happening you. thank you for having me I you know I feel just as blessed I've mm -hmm. learned so much from you in our time together and I'm really feeling honored to be sitting down here to talk with you. Oh, that makes two of us. All right. Well, look, being that we're both academicians, mm -hmm. you are a professor. Yes. Okay, and, um, and I know that you do great work because uh, I've read your writing, <laughs> and Thank I you. would assume that you're just a great you know, uh, professor, but also know in our conversations, we've talked about challenges that we've both had. And so while I know we have been positive with, with each other and will continue to be, I want to kind of uh, go down, I think, uh, just maybe some stories of memory lane or life experiences uh, that uh, address our experience right. in the academy. And so, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Sure. Please. One, how'd you become a faculty member? Well, that was a long and interesting path. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel really fortunate. Uh, so currently I'm at the University of Arizona in the School of Natural Resources and the Environment. All right now. And uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's wonderful. And I feel really fortunate to be part of uh, that school mm-hmm. and um, having the opportunity to reach the students that mm-hmm. are in our major. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't an easy road to, to get there, right? Okay. Uh, so I followed kind of the traditional path that people follow. They, you know, get your PhD, mm-hmm. do postdoc, mm-hmm. did another postdoc. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I was, I was set, I was ready. Okay. And, um, and then I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get a position, and mm. I didn't know what, what are you supposed to do to get a faculty position mm-hmm. um, beyond getting grants, getting published, getting postdocs. Mm-hmm. So what was I missing? Yes, okay. And um, so it took me from the time I finished my second postdoc mm-hmm. at uh, the National Evolutionary Synthesis Center, which was housed at Duke University. All right. It took me five years. Mm. to land this faculty yeah, position. Okay. And I think that's the thing we don't ever talk about. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, we train our, our grad students and we send them out into the world uh, as if the, the natural thing is that you then get a faculty job, but mm-hmm. it's really hard. Yeah. And it's not, um, it's not as easy for everyone as it is for some. Mm. Truth. Wait, okay, <clears throat> but you said the, you kind of took the traditional route, yeah. you know, I just I, I I don't feel tradition anywhere in your spirit. Uh, I just, I just <laughs> well, feel like your your path has you've done a number of things, but oh, yeah. but, but that's not me challenging. <clears throat> you know that's that's what you say. I'm sorry. That's how it is, uh, and, and it just seems like you maybe have had some non traditional uh, experiences, uh, oh, which is why you can speak to so many different. Uh, you know, situations and circumstances. Am, am I right? Absolutely. Okay. And I should clarify, by traditional, I meant like once mm-hmm. you enter grad school, there's mm-hmm. this path that's laid out for you that, that says you do these things and mm-hmm. you get to a faculty position. I understood, and, yeah. and so my, my path has been windy and scenic. <laughs> oh. mm, that's right. No school from, path From, you know, prior to getting into a PhD program and to mm-hmm. even after, because for, for, for those five years mm-hmm. where I couldn't get a faculty position, what was my path? Right. I had to forge one. I was like, you know, taking a machete into a forest, just cutting my way through, mm. trying to find a path. Okay. Right. Um, and uh, and so that's very non-traditional how mm-hmm. I got to be in a PhD program and gotcha. how I think I utilized that time to explore and have these other experiences that I think mm-hmm. have enriched my mm-hmm. ability to be an effective and interesting and successful faculty member. Ah, okay. Now, I like the reference you used. Machete, forest, and I'm a forest myself, know. you know, so I'm like, okay, now you're over here on my field in a way, which I like. Uh, but uh, so I think, let's see, well, what do I want? I want to ask you now about your experience, especially in the academy, because mm-hmm. um, it, it seems like, well, to me, you're, you are a pioneer and you're really making a path right. versus following one. And I, what is it easy to do that? Is it easy to create a path? Or maybe that's a rhetorical question, but I just want to hear from you because I know I feel that it's not easy, right. you know, as a um, as as a black man, if you will. But you're an important person in this one, you know. Uh-huh. How um, has it been easy creating a path and then getting other people to get on board? Has it been challenging? 
you know, and, and that's just with all of your your authorship, your books, you know, all the work and everything you understand about animals, um, animal behavior, right. really human behavior too, which because we're animals, um, you know. But has it been easy right. or hard? And would you mind maybe elaborating on either one if it's right? You know, yeah. Actually, no. It's been very difficult, hmm. and um, <clears throat> some examples of that are, you know, like. After my postdoc, uh, I didn't realize that that was the time where I wasn't going to be permitted to move forward. Right. So, mm -hmm. so as a female, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we um, we know right that that the proportion of of graduate students is skewing more and more heavily towards females mm -hmm. in yes. the natural sciences, yep. and yet when you look at the distribution of of people that are getting faculty positions, it's mm -hmm. not seeming to penetrate mm -hmm. through to that level. And so there's this funnel that we have to go through and we get squeezed out of mm -hmm. those opportunities. But I was optimistic. I didn't, it, didn't, it never occurred to me mm -hmm. that I could have a PhD and publish 14 papers and write a book mm -hmm. and be on the radio mm -hmm. and do all of these things and not get a job. How is that possible? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember when I first started to go on the radio um, and talk about um, animal behavior in this way that was really different mm. um, and talk to the public mm. because I really think that it's our responsibility as practitioners um, of science to learn how to talk to people about what we do and why it matters. That's different for scientists. I know. I've, I've gotten a lot of resistance on yeah, that absolutely. as a scientist myself. Absolutely. You know, I, I think I've felt it a little bit since I've been here, but not with you. <laughs> I don't mean with you. I'm talking about right. at the institution. But Absolutely, continue. and at I'm the sorry. institution level, right? Mm -hmm. And so the interesting thing was that I kept it quiet because I felt mm -hmm. really uncomfortable because I thought there would be some resistance, that I would be mm -hmm. less respected by my peers, my mm -hmm. colleagues, mm -hmm. uh, for that activity. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I remember I was a postdoc still and a fellow postdoc, she was bragging about me, which was very kind. Her intention was, was good mm -hmm. to this, this uh, other visiting scientist. And uh, all I remembered about him was that he studied coral reefs. Okay. And she said, oh, well, Jennifer's uh, amazing. She's, uh, she's written this book, mm -hmm. uh, this popular science book, and she's on the radio. And he actually looked at me and said, congratulations on your career change. No. And I no. remember I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, you're a science writer now, not a scientist. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and my response was, well, no, I actually just write more than you. <laughs> oh, but my God. I, I don't just write <laughs> research papers. I also write blogs. I also write books. I love how you kind of copy. Yes, I love Okay. You know, I, I just write more mm -hmm. and to different mm -hmm. audiences. So, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that this mentality mm -hmm. that many, um, I guess, uh, scientists in the academy have is mm -hmm. that um, if you do public communication of science in a popular way, mm -hmm. that that somehow now makes you not a scientist. Mm -hmm. And yet we see the consequences of that. Right? Mm -hmm. The people I want to reach, I, kids are great, but that's not who I'm trying to reach. I'm trying to reach mm -hmm. the people that vote. I'm mm -hmm. trying to reach the people that make the decision whether you get your next grant or not mm -hmm. because they vote to fund mm -hmm. NSF, NIH, mm -hmm. right? right? For service. 
Right, yes. U.S. Fish and Wildlife. All right. Maintain the Endangered Species Act. All the things mm -hmm. you rely on to be who you are. Mm -hmm. And so how is that not crucial? And then right. really, for me, doing that made me a better instructor, a better professor, because mm -hmm. the students are just a reflection of the public. Yep. And when they come mm -hmm. in, they have as much knowledge as the, the person down the street. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I can't get them excited to think that what I am trying to teach them matters to mm -hmm. their lives, to their futures, mm -hmm. then why am I there? If I, please, I, I, okay, you know, every time we talk, some wisdom keeps, <laughs> just, <laughs> maybe you breathe it or you sweat it, but it keeps coming. <laughs> Here's something that I, I, I want to offer an idea, somewhat based on what you said, um, and, and, and I, you know, hopefully maybe it'll be a discussion, hopefully it won't be like too much disagreement, but when I, when I feel like I look at academia, and maybe you can say this about other industries, I look at the, the purveyors of knowledge, which we are. Right. Right. And we know the different levels, right? You know, you have tenured or, you know, not tenured professor practice, you know, all of these different roles now. And I wonder why do people in the leader or power position, why do they try to protect that status so hard? And mm -hmm. I have an idea. Okay. Well, I have an idea. I don't think that it's the answer. I think that subconsciously they feel that they actually can't do anything else. And so they fight very hard to protect it. Because if they did what they what, what we see some of our colleagues do in that environment somewhere else, right. they wouldn't be there. And so then I wonder, why do they hold so tight and then say that there's a certain kind of scholarship that can be done? And, it, you know, like, you know, you, you, you're, you are no longer a scientist, someone who is now seen by more than a couple of thousand people. You have more than that coming at you, people checking you out now. You have made the science uh, more... Um, more digestible, uh, you, you made it more palatable, and some, and a lot of what you made it more sexy, right? You know, for for, for people. Thank and you. I wonder. Well, I, actually, I'm thanking you too because I love your reading. I mean, I love your writing. Excuse me, I love reading your writing. Uh, and so I noticed that you don't resist challenges to your scholarship and your work. You just keep you keep expanding it and growing it. Right. But I think that that's because you have multiple skills and you know you have them. You're dealing in a system that doesn't know how to handle the multiple mm. skills. Not say handle it yet. Mm. That's my that's my thought because I don't because it doesn't. I'll be honest. It doesn't coalesce with me why someone would protect or fight something so bad right. that as it evolves, it brings more people in. What do you think about what I just said? And hopefully, it makes sense. Oh, I think I think that you are onto something with that idea, mm. right? So the more people that resist it or devalue it or diminish the contribution that a scientist like me can make by using a multitude of skills mm. to bring more people in. I really love how you said that. Like, mm -hmm. I got goosebumps. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's it. funny. That's the whole story. What? I said she's funny. You, well, yeah, she is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is, George. <laughs> As George, everybody. Uh, so sorry, uh, Chris Perkins isn't here, but my guy George is uh, here in the back, and uh, I, I'm telling you, you're going to love when he jumps in. Appreciate you, George. He said that's the whole story, and I, I think so. I, I think right. in many ways it is. But I, And I hope when people hear this right. that they hear the part that I said, I think that they feel like. Yeah. I think on a subconscious level, I don't think that that's true because right. I've seen professors 
tenured four professors. They can they do outstanding things. I just noticed that they seem to do them when they retire. Some of them instead of doing, you know, I mean, scholarship is spectacular. Right. But there's so much. There's various ways, various forms of scholarship. Just like there's various intelligences, right. and you have various skills. Right. Why are you not bringing bringing it in? But then we have pioneers like you, and then they try to resist it. When I'm like. But for some reason, why do more people want to take her class or read her stuff? You know, her being you. I'll pause again and because right. I, I, I feel something's coming. Yeah. What's up? Well, so I, I love what you said, that, that they do it when they retire. So mm-hmm. I actually, when I uh, got the contract to write my first book, Wild Connection, all about relationships and how mm-hmm. we date and what we can learn from animals about how to do that better, mm-hmm. actually. Other mm-hmm. animals, I should clarify. Okay. Um, I remember somebody said to me, another colleague, mm-hmm. and I was at my postdoc, they said, well, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are to write a popular science book now? That's what you do when you have tenure 20 years from now and you uh, have you know, established all of this uh, research that you do. And I remember thinking, who do I think I am? Well, I'm Dr. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I am. That's right. I don't know who you are, but it's pretty sad that you think you don't have the right to mm-hmm. reach out beyond the walls that somebody says you are to be mm-hmm. and do what you love. And it turns mm-hmm. out, apparently, mm-hmm. I'm a little funny. And well, I. <laughs> more than a little, Jen. More than a little. I've been cracking up all day. <laughs> well, and, I, you know, I like to use. That I used to be very hardcore, right? Why aren't mm-hmm. you saving animals? Mm-hmm. Rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. You're a terrible person for not recycling. Rah, 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 rah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people, they, their eyes glaze over, mm-hmm. or they they get defensive, right? Or they shut down in some other way. Mm-hmm. But when you're like, hey, this dragonfly does this and this and this, they're like, oh my god, my uncle Bob does that. Mm-hmm. My uncle Bob is like a dragonfly. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, they're in the door. I got mm-hmm. you, you in got the em. door. You got them. Some, some kind of a hook or a hook. You that's got right. Yeah. And I learned that, well, if you talk about what people care about mm-hmm. and you uh, you make it funny, mm-hmm. um, sometimes without even trying, because really animal behavior and human behavior is kind of hysterical when mm-hmm. you think about it. Tell them about the boobies. <laughs> Like now, like really, like now, I don't know if that's the. <laughs> that's the only reason I'm here. Oh my goodness! Oh. Now, now I should clarify yeah, what he's, he's talking about. He's going to clarify talking about everyone. Is, is the Nazca boobies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which uh, are a seabird. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, there's yes, also the blue-footed boobies. A lot of people might be more familiar with them because they mm-hmm. got blue feet, so right. they're mm-hmm. easy to remember. And I think I've heard you talk about. That's that right. Before too. Okay. And so I, 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 I and I've talked to George about this. So mm-hmm. so when we think about how relationships break up, uh-huh. um, you know, I wondered, geez, do do other animals like really resist a breakup? You know how we have like people stalk their exes. Yeah. They won't, you know. <laughs> you can't live without me. I can't live without you. That's right. Right. If I can't have you, no, <laughs> no one, one else can. can. <laughs> yeah. And I wondered, do, do other species waste their time like this? Mm. And they don't. They don't, right? Okay. No. But the Nazca booby, there's a little bit of resistance. So mm-hmm. usually the female decides she wants a different male. Okay. She recruits that other male mm-hmm. to come help and beat up her current male. 
Oh, she's a gangster. Basically. Okay. Right? And yeah. and they start <laughs> fussing with him, and he is not happy about the fact that this relationship is going to end. Mm-hmm. But very quickly, mm-hmm. he accepts it, moves mm-hmm. on, and mm-hmm. finds another mate. And they may end up nesting next to each other. Mm. And guess what? Everybody what? is all right. Oh, okay. So that's mm-hmm, the booby mm-hmm. story. That's the booby story. Thank you, and thank you, George, for the motivation. So, but so now I want to ask you, and, and I appreciate that. See, but because even words like people can word association, right. you know, and you know, and I, and people are probably listening like, no, they didn't, but yes, we did, <laughs> and used a scientific term, right? You know, and I think that, and so I would, if anyone feels uncomfortable with that, I, I part of me years ago probably would have been like, yeah, I hear you, but now I'm like, no, I don't. I want you to study what Dr. Jen just talked about if if if, if it challenges you. Right. But now I want to ask you what I want to ask through you to whoever that individual was. Right. Um, and I wish he or she was here, you know, and they say, who who are you, you know? Right. I want to ask them, well, who are you not then? And right. why not to do it? Because if it's facts in the book. Right. And which there are. Yeah, um, 299 peer-reviewed references are cited, not a single book. Mm-hmm. Well, one book about mm-hmm. rings, the history of rings. Wow. Because I needed to know where our you know, rings, like uh, engagement rings, oh, fin- okay, came gotcha, from. Yeah. Okay. But uh. I used peer-reviewed mm-hmm. primary literature. Hmm. You see, so it's like, no, you don't have to wait until, you know, or anything like that. Plus, your career doesn't end in my opinion it doesn't start when you become a faculty member and right. i don't think that it ends in retire. it doesn't have to right and so i feel like you're using multiple skills multiple gifts multiple talents whatever word that you want to put to it and i have been asked that as well you know as as a hip-hop artist yeah. you know like why are you doing that and then but then i noticed that music you know for most people uh is it's universal Right. We we all attribute. So I always wonder why people don't find the universal ways of connecting with people instead of forcing people to, you know, try to work within their boundary or in their one way. Keeping in mind, I totally understand, hey, I have my own limitations too. Right. So you'll find my bias. You'll you see my bias if you look at what I ask you to do. You pay attention. But I'm not opposed to broadening that. Right. And so my question is um, – if you can have a conversation with that individual again, right. is there anything else that you would tell them, uh, which I'm kind of asking to leave jewels and wisdom with with our listeners? You know, right. if it was a good relationship, <clears throat> everything's cool, I'm feeling right. good, you know, just is there right. anything? And, and if not, that's yeah. it, no problem. I think, you know? I think the first thing I would ask, I would actually ask a question is, what is it in you that needed to try to shut me down? Right. Mm, so mm-hmm. so on one level, it's not even your business, really. Right. Oh, but right. so if you're going to insert yourself <clears throat> in the in the life I'm trying to create. Mm-hmm. Why is it to shut me down and make me small? Hmm. Right. And and right. I, don't, I don't think that's about me. I'm c- very clear that it right. was about her. OK. OK. okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was very clear about that. And mm-hmm. um, and I just sort of was like. I don't know. I don't wait for people to tell me what I can do and not do. My life is not defined by whether you've given me permission. Mm-hmm. And and I've always had that mm-hmm. philosophy. Okay. I think you and I talked earlier about why I I dropped out of high school. We did. That's right. You know. That's right. Oh yeah. And that was a choice. It was a when choice. You did it. Yeah. Because I wasn't. I, somebody said, no, you can't take these classes and graduate on time. Mm-hmm. So 
like, well, you don't, you don't get to tell me what I'm capable of doing. Mm -hmm. mm. That is not your place. Mm. And, mm -hmm. and to tell me that I'm not able to accomplish a dream or a goal or that I don't have mm. a right to until sometime later, I could mm. die later. Mm. Mm. So okay. if I'm here today, uh -huh. why not do what's in me to do? Mm. Have you always been uh, this, um, you know, forward uh, thinking, this um, brilliantly assertive, <laughs> um, walked in your power? Oh, oh God, yes. <laughs> you think so, George? You, you know, oh, oh God, George said, oh God, yes. Oh yeah, she's there. <laughs> she's there. <laughs> it's true, and people okay. don't believe it till they feel it. Okay. <laughs> they don't believe it till mm. they see it. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. So I also, I don't just say it, I do it. Okay. And that also means I walk out of situations that don't allow me to, um, to be in alignment with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I probably was in the Peace Corps for the shortest amount of time, hmm. um, two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was in the Peace Corps. I mean, then that's a two-year, almost a two-year application two process. Sure is, yeah. And I did not have a backup plan. And hmm. uh, so... I get to Nepal. Okay. All the way around the all world. All the way in the world. Right, all from right. Florida to Nepal. Mm, Sold all my stuff. Said goodbye to all my friends. I'm off for my adventure as a wildlife biologist in the Peace Corps in Nepal. <laughs> and I get to Nepal, and they say, oh, we're so sorry. They canceled your job. Not the other two males who are wildlife biologists, just mine. So there were three of us, and they, the males still had their job as a wildlife biologist. And they mm -hmm. said, but we're so sorry. We're going to give you the opportunity to dig toilets for the next two years. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. What? And I didn't fly all the way around the world, sell my stuff, and sign up for the Peace Corps to dig toilets. I wasn't trying to be noble. I wanted to be a wildlife biologist. Mm -hmm. I had gotten a degree and done all that. So. Jeez. I was really torn. What do I do? Mm -hmm. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, I committed to being here. Mm -hmm. I sold everything. Right. I broke up with that guy because I didn't know how to break up with him, so I left the country. You know, I'm oh, better now. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to leave the country to yes, break up to with you now. Do what you got to do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but at the mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And, and then I found out that they knew before I even left Florida that my job was canceled. Oh, that... That's past shady. I know. Right. That's neglect. That's, That's right. I can put a lot of ugly words on that. but I So won't. you want me <laughs> to put my life in your hands and trust that you got my back mm -hmm. in this country for mm -hmm. the next two years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I sat for four days on the roof of the hotel. And I remember that time very clearly because Bill Clinton was on the television in front of saying I did not. Oh, have I, sex with that, that woman. woman and mm -hmm. there was a buddhist monk next to me and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> i'm american i don't know what to say about this mm. <laughs> so four days i took to think about it i had nothing okay. to go back to okay but no you don't get to do that to me no. there are mm -hmm. certain things mm -hmm. you don't get to do mm -hmm. yeah. and that's one of them Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm going home. And they said, no, come on, stay for just the training the next three months. No, see, mm -hmm. no. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. And I went home. Wow. And so, yeah, that forward thinking that, okay, I'm very clear. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
I this see is that. yeah, this is not for me. It's okay. scary. It's mm-hmm. scary to stand up for yourself that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not always that way, but okay. but mm-hmm. I can feel the difference of when this is big. Mm-hmm. This will change who I am in a way that I may not be okay. Mm-hmm. And I will not mm-hmm. allow you to do that to me. Okay. So you have your, so yeah, you said you're clear. Values yeah. or morals or right. what, who you are. Right. So then I actually have another <laughs> idea about that statement. I'm sorry, it just got me, you know, uh, why, why did you do that? Right. Um, so I think that because you know who you are. Right. An individual that said that and others who may think like that, I'm not sure that they actually know who they are. Right. I think that, uh, as you mentioned, you took the traditional route in the sense of graduate school right. leading to the doctorate. But as you've heard, everyone, you know, the high school, there was a different term. Right. You know, like, you know, like, and, and, then, and then the other twists and turns in there, I know. And so I, I wonder if it's the twist and turns to help us find out who we are. Yeah. The difficulties... They help us, you know, like develop the resilience or the thick skin or the coping mechanism or strategies, whatever people want to call it, right. to deal with what life is. But then when you're not settled, well, yeah, settle up. When you're settled up in who you are, it's just like what I was saying in the presentation about the Eric Erickson model of yeah. the internalizing and then redefining. And I feel like I'm redefining myself all the time. But I'm doing it for me, you know, like I'm... You know, I've been a pastor, you know, hip hop artist. I've been this workout guy. Right. I've been the fat guy. You know, I've been the, I'm, you know, I, I am indigenous. You know, I'm black. You know, I'm, you know, I'm like all of these things. Right. And um, I feel like when I walk in that, people who walk in that in their, in, 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 in their way, we always trying to find ways to mesh. What's up with you? But when people are not, I feel like they're trying to figure out, as, as, as you were asked, why are you doing it? Because in my opinion, what that's really saying is, why haven't I done it? Right. That's really the question I think that you were being asked. Right. You know, and I can't unless and you said you know, and I can't say it better than you because you already said it, and I can't answer that for you. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and actually, mm-hmm. yeah, because the question was, who do you think you are? Yeah, who do you think you are? And yeah. the, and my response in some way was, who do you think you're not? Yep. That's and it. so, and this is what I, and what I love about you is, mm-hmm. and, and the the thing that that made me just want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Was, oh my gosh, here's this person. They yeah okay they they have a doctorate, mm-hmm. they do hip hop, mm-hmm. and they have podcasts mm-hmm. and they write, mm-hmm. and they're assistant dean at Yale School mm-hmm. of Forestry, mm-hmm. and doing all of this. There's another one of me. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. there's someone else yeah, who's someone else who uses everything they have inside them and allows that creativity to come out in all of these different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. an inner comedian in me. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yes. I, I, I've I heard mean, it. I think there's an I've outer comedian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I've seen her. I've heard her. I've heard the inner. I've right, seen the outer. Right. <laughs> and in some ways, like there's a part of me that's, gosh, wouldn't it be fun to be on stage and just like, mm-hmm. you know, bring that. And, and and in many ways, I do. I do that in my teaching. Right. I'm sort of mm-hmm. on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring you in one mm-hmm. way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> See, and that's what I think. There's a part of me uh, that seeks that. Right, I think there's a part of me that attracts that. You know, we found each other. Right. Uh, you know, we have other friends and colleagues who are these multiple, multi-talented, uh, outstanding people. Yeah. And in many other ways, uh, I, I'm like, I can't wait for you to be discovered, so the world can right. see how amazing you see what I already see. Right. You know, which is how amazing you are. Um, how do you? Um, how do you think? Because um, mm, I know that you teach. 
you know, teach, teach a lot, you know, teach strong. What would you want to tell? I got it. What would you tell five year old Jen? Oh. And I'm curious, what would you tell 25 year old Jen? Yeah. So, how about that? What would you tell five year old Jen? And then what would you tell? I would say 15, 5, 15. I just wanted to stop there because, you know, right. it's, you know, time and everything. But what would you tell five, one, five, two, five? Man, you're going to make me cry thinking about my five-year-old self. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> We're going to have an hey, Oprah moment. <laughs> we, we embrace our feelings, right? Feel how All you right. feel, my friend. So mm. I would have told, I would tell the five-year-old, Jen, the world isn't going to tell you who you can. The world is going to try to tell you who you can be. Mm. The world is going to try to tell you who you can't be. And if you give yourself a chance you'll be able to discover who you are. Okay. Give yourself so play. Right? Play. Mm. This is how I've found half of the things I love to do mm. is play. Recess. Recess is important. You've been using that word a lot. For I, have. Like being like, I didn't get a chance to recess. Talk. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, okay. you know, I think that we, we um, and something that, you know, no one told me I could be a scientist. I didn't know what a scientist was. I knew mm -hmm. a teacher. I knew a lawyer. I knew a policeman. I knew a doctor. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I could take hanging out with animals mm -hmm. and make that a story that has many different chapters and mm -hmm. many more to come. Yes. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, because we try to force individuals to become certain things. Yes. We that are this, you can be in this box. So mm -hmm. I would tell my five-year-old self, don't worry, there's a lot of boxes, then you can connect them all, mm -hmm. right? And then you have a playhouse. Right, okay, all right. And maybe you want to play in this room today, mm -hmm. and you want to be like, uh, a peer, write a peer-reviewed paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very serious, very smart, wonderful statistics. Uh, and then you want to play over here, mm -hmm. and you want to you know, uh, uh, record a podcast, or mm -hmm. write a blog, or write a book. Mm, mm -hmm, right? right? Uh, and then you want to play over here and you want to go give talks uh, to mm -hmm. people in the public and make them laugh about mm -hmm. animal behavior and dating and all that juicy stuff that we do mm -hmm. and usually do poorly uh, <laughs> and how we could do it better. <laughs> right? right? And so, so don't limit yourself. And then the 15 year old me, mm -hmm. you know, because the world starts beating you up eventually. Routine, yeah. yeah. And, um, and you, you, you feel lost mm -hmm. and. Um, and scared, mm. and some of those dreams have gone away when you were chasing butterflies when you were five. <laughs> In my case, <laughs> playing with mice. Uh, courageous. Right? <laughs> <laughs> to me, to me, courageous, I'm just saying. And now you're trying to be part of a group, like mm. this, this idea of fitting in starts to matter so much. And mm. so when you're different, mm. you know, I would tell my 15-year-old self, like, don't hate yourself for being different, mm. you know, just because you're on the outside looking in a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes that's more interesting because they're the ones mm -hmm. in the cage and you're on the outside. Mm. Right? Right. So hang in there. Okay. Right? 25-year-old self is like, ooh, you want to change the world. Oh, mm. that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Start small. <laughs> Start small. Right? Okay. Start affecting the people in your life, right? And reach out from mm -hmm. there. It's great to have great dreams. I had dreams. I was going to change the world. Everybody was going to stop hurting animals mm -hmm. and care and care about the planet, right? 
and mm-hmm. and that I was gonna make sure they understood that they needed to do that because mm. I was gonna mm. tell them yes, what you, you need to do mm-hmm. and why you're bad for not doing it. Oh. Very passionate, idealistic, right? We call mm-hmm. that that's that age where you're yeah. like, I can change the world, mm-hmm. and then you know you can lose hope later when you feel like maybe you haven't. And so I think that by changing the way I related to my own field, to myself, you know, to people, I was like, well, what if just I got one person interested in learning more about albatrosses? What if mm. I just start there? Mm-hmm. And, okay. and I brought up albatrosses because yeah. um, I remember, you know, I'd done a, a radio show for a while and, and I met this woman who said, oh, you Dr. Jen, oh my gosh. First thing she said is, I thought you were a sister. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> right. right, right. And um, and she said, "Boy, you, you, you know, I remember that that thing you were telling about the albatrosses and and how uh, they feed each other. And uh, boy, that was that was funny. That was funny. And I I remember thinking, oh my gosh. First of all, she remembered albatrosses, so mm-hmm. she remembered something I said. Mm-hmm. And second, I made her laugh, so she never forgot it. Right. Right. Ooh. And, and so I'm like, that's a, that's a win, right? How Mm -hmm. many times do we talk about things that, that, you know, that people just don't remember what you said, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. they get that glazed over look and you're like, that's right. (laughs) And so here's this complete stranger who remembered among, you know, 300 segments something about albatrosses i thought that was a win yeah. i'm putting that in the win column I so i changed you know i still want to change the world mm-hmm. that hasn't stopped all right i'm right? with you gotcha but i'm willing to do it one person at a time okay and one moment at a time Mm-hmm. okay and so i think for graduates that are going out into the world mm. you know that Sometimes it's that little pebble. What do we call that, right? Where you, you drop a, a pebble. Of, yeah, you plant a oh. seed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or a little pebble makes a ripple that yep. you may not see mm-hmm. you know, how far it reaches. Mm. And, yes. and so we're always looking for the big boulder and the big splash and the big tree and the, you know, mm-hmm. the big effect. Mm. But you may ha- be having a big effect. It's just distant from you, so you can't see it. Okay. That's all. That's all. <laughs> okay, uh, stay creative. Don't hate yourself as people try to push you. Uh, and um, uh, and it's okay. You want to save the world, but don't get down. Because now life is coming at you even tougher now. So start small. You know, I'm, I'm just giving y'all the sum. I'm just summarizing <laughs> what the great doctor has said. Uh, you know, start small, but it's but that, that, there's also a lot of wisdom in that because it helps you to maintain, take care of yourself. Uh, that, that, I'm, I'm hearing like layers of so of, of so many things. Right. And so, well, I, I, I think as we bring this to a close, I, what else that have I not asked you about right. that you may want to, you know, comment on or, you know, or talk, you know, about or, you know, because I, you know, I know I didn't think of everything, obviously. Right. <laughs> I think, um, gosh. Size matters. <laughs> George, are you are. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we George might is, we might pull that out and put that somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> George is definitely driving from the passenger seat. No, you're driving from the driver's seat. Yeah. I'm loving this because the engine, he, he, take take this car somewhere, George. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in a way, I'm gonna use the size matters, right? Okay. Because mm-hmm. in the sense that. Um, you know, I think so. I lost my train. I, 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 hold on. Um, Wait, and, and, anything else that you wanted to add that right. I didn't ask you, or anything you else wanted to address that I didn't cover? I don't know. I mean, I think um, I think about where I'm at now, and I think we tend to. Um, I used to think, okay, I've arrived at this place, right? Mm. This goal. Okay. I'm here. Mm. Mm. I don't yeah. have more to do. Mm. And so I think, Mm -mm -mm. you know, what's changed for me because of the winding path, because Mm -hmm. of the non-traditional, you know, I got the Ph.D. to the postdoc, but then nothing Mm. (laughs) for five years. And I had to, like, figure out, well, who am I in the sphere of not a job? Mm -hmm. Who am Mm -hmm. I in the space of not a faculty member? It's kind of the best thing that could have happened to me, actually, Mm -hmm. because now I don't know what's around the corner. I'm excited. Mm. And so... I think that uh, the size of your dreams matters, mm-hmm. right? I keep mm-hmm. mine big. Yeah, okay. okay. I keep them way big. Because mm-hmm. even if I achieve a fraction of that, man, I'm good. It's big. Yeah, it's big. big. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that our dreams and our, our, no matter how grandiose, and it goes back, I guess, to that person who said, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Because if, you're, if you don't think you're much, you won't dream big. And um, okay. and so I would I would want everybody to give themselves permission mm-hmm. to dream big, mm. you know, bigger mm-hmm. the better. Hey, yes, yes. So thank you, George, for that, you know, for for that spark to help us think about size. Okay, that's right. <laughs> the bigger the so. Uh, I hope that you all have heard and are really feeling everything that Dr. Jen said. I'm not going to repeat it because there's no need to speak what's already been eloquently said. So this is what I'm going to say. I want to appreciate you and say thank you for uh, teaching me, you know. Um, I want to thank you for also demonstrating, mm. living it out. I think that's why you can talk about it and articulate it so well. That's not the compliment. Living it out is the compliment. Like, you you just, you talk about what you do. And I feel that many of, uh, many academics like ourselves, I want to encourage us to realize that academics is not just something that you study. And scholarship is not just something that you study and write about. Scholarship is also something that we live and that we actually do. Yes. And yeah. I just want to say, you inspire me to oh. dream bigger, to to do more, mm. and to be better. Oh. That's right. So oh. I just had to say that. Well, uh, I'm going to take that and say uh, Hartwood is satisfied. Um, I'm looking forward to you all hearing more uh, from Dr. Jen. And Dr. Jen, how can they find you? How can how can people get in touch with you? How can people get access to your books? Books, what I said, B-O-O-K-S, <laughs> uh, articles, A-R-T-I-C-L-E-S. I was a great spelling bee. I was a, I was a champion. Uh, I really was. And so, you know, how, and and then just to talk to brilliant, uh, a brilliant scientist, you know, it's probably good just to reach out uh, because Jen does respond. Is oh, there... thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've upped my social media game, so you can find mm. me on Twitter okay. and Instagram as at okay. real Dr. Jen because mm. I'm the real Dr. Jen. Yes, she is. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> uh, my website is just my name, right? Mm-hmm. www.jenniferverdolin, V-E-R-D-O-L-I-N. Mm. 
dot mm-hmm. com, and uh, and there you can read my blog, uh, mm-hmm. Think Like a Human, Act Like an Animal. Mm, okay. And uh, one of my books is mm-hmm. uh, Wild Connection: What uh, Animal Courtship and Mating Tell Us About Human Relationships. And the mm-hmm. fun thing is that it's now an, an audio version, and you can mm-hmm. listen to the first chapter on my website mm-hmm. and buy it directly. It's amazing, everyone. Yep. And the mm-hmm. second book is Raised by Animals, mm-hmm. and that's in bookstores currently. But there mm-hmm. is an audio version, right, George? Coming. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Thank you, George. Yeah. So, uh, and and I love uh, I love talking to people and hearing from people, and so uh, I do respond, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to to people who reach out, and um, so yeah, please feel free. All right. Well, uh, from us to you, I want to thank you uh, for listening in, everyone. I want to thank Dr. Jen again for blessing us and giving us the fortune of learning from her. Hardwood is better because of it, and Dr. Easley is too. So uh, until next time, everyone, this is Rashad Ease and Dr. Jen saying, treat yourself better. You deserve it. Believe in yourself and think big. That's what the doc said. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, George. (laughs) (laughs) Hardwood is recorded at the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies in New Haven, Connecticut. Hosted by Dr. Thomas Richard Easley and produced and edited by Mr. Chris Perkins. We'll see you next week.